When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's crazy out here right now, man. It, You know, it really is. It is, man. It is. All right, we're going to get into it. I'm ready when you are. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Good afternoon and welcome to the Hard Luck Show. I'm your certified, qualified West Side host, Steve Lucky Luciano. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, you tuned in to the greatest show on earth. It's a Hard Luck Show coming at you from the beautiful city of Los Angeles, California. Sitting next to me, my co-host and partner, is Chumahan Bowen, American, Indian, Southern Californian, elegant, barbarian, drinking those energy drinks yep. once again. Yeah. That smooth, crisp sound comes uh, from so no other right. than old Blue Eyes himself, our audio genius. Sean Lewis, certified audio professional engineer <laughs> for the hard luck Bro. Show. Yeah. Hard luck, bro. 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 The hard luck show. <laughs> um, the hard luck, bro. Listen, ladies and gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen. Today, we have some special guests in. VIP. Important people right here. You know how we do it. The mm. hard luck show. Mm. Listen, I want to welcome on to our show today, Mr. OG Suicide to the show. Yeah. Appreciate yeah. it. Welcome in. Yeah. OG. Let's OG go. also brought in. His uh, his cousin and artist, my nephew, nephew artist, artist, Dre Hill. Dre Hill, welcome to the show, Dre. Dre Hill, right? Come on, who else we got in here over here today, dude? You got the whole Cookies crew. We got Christian, yeah, and Oscar, and Oscar, co- and representing Oscar. Cookies. You huge know, ass up in blunts, there. Yep. huge they're ass blunts. They're rolling up. They're doing their thing, so they're in right. the house today too, having man. Having their veggies. Having they wanted their veggies. to come through because they knew OG Suicide was coming in. So oh, yeah, family, here we are, dog. my man, number love. Yeah, so you found everything okay. Definitely got over here. Oh yeah, OG. Where you? Where? Where you? Where you originally coming out of from? Where are you from? Compton, OG? born and raised. Is that right? Born and raised. Man, oh, yeah. dog. So oh, yeah. we got to see in the house today. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> what was that little line? What you said about cookies earlier? Oh, I said, man, stop being rookies and get with these cookies. You yeah. heard him, you guys? You hear that bird? Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're doing over here, brother. Yeah. That's right, man. OG suicide and. You know, my partner, I guess Chumon, had been like, man, I've seen it come through a little bit on Instagram. I've seen this dude's name. Yeah. And I had told, told Snoop, yeah, I want to get him on the show, man. Yes. He's come through my radar. I did some homework. Um, I think at first people get really caught up with your name. Definitely. Definitely catches people's attention. Yes. G- give us a little background, man. How, how, how'd we get here today, man? You, you're from Compton? Born and raised, definitely. Yeah. And um, well, when it comes to the name, I know, you know, even when I first decided to start calling myself that, you know, I knew it would be uh, controversial. Right. You mm-hmm. know, when people hear it, like, suicide. A like, showstopper. Like, what's yeah. that about? 
Right. But actually, I got the name because I'm a suicide survivor. Is that right? At age 22, I actually shot myself in the head. Is that right? God spared my life. Yes. Wow. Whoa. Wow. Man. What was the what was the trajectory? What happened and how did you get saved or how did they save you? Um well God actually saved me. I understand. What instruments did God use to (laughs) save you? Okay, brother. I ain't trying to I'm not trying to (laughs) What instruments did God use? I'm not trying to I I mean to give a um, you know, a quick scenario of um my life starts off with uh, me being born at Martin Luther King Hospital. Um, mm-hmm. I was an innovator. I was born a crack baby. Um, I was in my um, with my biological mother. I was placed in. Um, we was abandoned. Me and my older brother was abandoned. Found an apartment. We had been there for several days mm-hmm. because the neighbors kept hearing babies crying and like for like several days yeah so eventually um social services and the authorities came Mm -hmm. and knocked on the door no one answered so they you know pretty much came in there Mm -hmm. and when they came in there they seen two kids in there right and they took us and we was placed in a foster home right and miss price like it's a trip too because um you know, this is August of 92, you know, um, like the 10th of August is when Miss Price died. But she adopted me. You know, okay. when she first got me, her home was a, a, a temporary home. You know, okay. like when kids get took, children's services come and they place them in homes until they're actually found a home. Figure it out. Figure where it they're out. Going until they figure yep. it out. Yep. Yeah. So I was in Boston. I get it. She, um, she ended up adopting me, you know, and she loved me, embraced me. And I'm glad she did. So growing up in Compton, growing up in the hood, you know, you hanging out with the OGs, you admired by the lifestyle, the sure. drug dealing, the fancy cars, money. That's what I wanted. You know, that shit and fascinated me. And, and along with that came the gangbanging. Mm-hmm. And I was bringing a lot of drama to the house. I caught my first gun case at Enterprise Junior High. I was in the newspapers, but I was bringing a lot of drama to the house, you know, getting into shootouts with cats. Um, at the house at where the she house. adopted you, where she adopted me, yeah. Got you, Miss Price. And, okay. Yeah, and um, you know, I was getting in shootouts. People knew where I stayed, so it was like I had became a target. Right. You're now yeah. becoming a liability yeah. to the household. Yeah, I became a liability to the household, mm-hmm. and and then Miss Price had found out, you know, she had um, cancer, and I was 16 at the time. Man. You know, I grew up, you know, in the house. She raised me, and uh, she found out she had cancer, and. Her daughters, uh, which is my foster sisters, my sisters, yeah, right. um, they asked me to leave. They pretty much put me out. Yeah. So, so it's the second time. Yeah. So me, only knowing them all my life, you know, Miss Price was from Gladewater, Texas. Her and her husband moved to California in 1955, and <laughs> no place to go but the streets. Mm-hmm. So I really was living pillar to post wherever I could. Mm-hmm. You know, sleeping here, sleeping there, robbing, st- doing whatever I could to stay afloat. And I lived that life until I was um, December the 31st, 1991. You know, I can remember days, man, where, you know, I would sit out in the rain all night, you know, in the neighborhood, you know, no place to go. I, mm-hmm. I would sit on, you know, like um, uh, one of our neighbors in the neighborhood, Bruno, I would I would sit on his porch, you know, all night while it's raining, hustling, like sleep in garages if i had a car i slept in the car i'm robbing i'm i'm doing everything possible but i didn't have that that love that structure mm-hmm. that that family love and i used to go see miss price and and it really bothered me because 
I watched her go from doing good to just deteriorating right in front of my eyes. Right. Through this cancer. Every, yeah, through this cancer. Every time I would go see her and and mentally. How long of a, of a time uh, window are we talking about when she gets diagnosed yes and you seen her kind of dissolve what kind of time window is that is that within a year no it actually loved one it was um i was 16 2021 so let's say it was like a five year okay through five a five year, year span you five start year seeing span, slowly but surely right. and, and, and then she was older when she adopted me so mm. she was even older when she passed and mm. she well, had I, got alzheimer's oh that's tough my yeah. grandpa got that she had got Alzheimer's, and I used to go see her, and, you know, she would just be sitting there and, like, in her own world. Yeah, Like, right. yeah. nothing exists, you know what I mean? I used uh, to just hug her, and, you know, it used to really tear me up. And even um, um, prior to that, you know, when my incident happened, um, her grandson, I remember her grandson brung her to the hospital to see me. Nobody told her that I... A, you know, attempted suicide. They told her that I got shot. Right? right. And I think after that, that's pretty much when everything kicked in, when the Alzheimer's kicked in, when she really kind of like just gave up on life. life. Cause her see, I was her everything. Right. And when right. she seen me like that, man, I remember her standing over me and just hugging me and we just crying together. And, you know, how did that feel to have that communion with her at that moment in time after being separated and pushed out and all that kind of stuff? What did it mean to you? With her, I, I never held nothing against her. My my her daughters. I mean, I used to hate them. Mm -hmm. right. Point blank. Yeah. You know what I mean, with those yeah. People, but right? we end up getting cool later because they had um, Miss Price. One of her sons had took a loan out on the house forged her name and everything wow nobody never knew so the bank came took the house put a sign up and the only thing saved the house was my name was on it and i never knew that and miss mm, price wow. used to always say you you'll always have a plate a roof over your head i never understood that until that happened and her remember her grandson tweety coming to tell me like man they trying to take the house and miss one of miss price's sons they offered him 40000 to buy him out. He took it. I was homeless when they came and asked me, man, do I want to take this $40,000 check? I told him, no, I'm not doing it. Right. I I'd rather live out here on these streets than to see that house gone. Because hmm. I know what it meant to Miss hmm. Price. Right. And right now to this day, we still got that house. Hmm. My sisters live in that house. Hmm. And I wasn't finna let it happen. Right. And her same son that took the check he was living with um, his girlfriend, and when she died, her son put him out. He had to come back and live under the same roof that he disrespected. That's how life wow. is, That's huh? how it goes sometimes. You yeah. know, so yeah. we still got the house, but after, seemed like after that happened to me, her seeing me in the hospital, yeah, I really feel like that was it. She just, it, it tore her apart. Tore up. Right. That was it. But uh, I well, wanna... good thing they didn't tell her that you tried to kill because that would have probably that would have that would have did it. Right. But, right. but backing up just a little bit, I kind of want to understand a little bit. How old were you when Miss Price took you in? And then 18 months, 18 wow, months. So that's okay. really Adopted wow. me at 18, 18 months, months. Wow. I was 18 months when I was brung to her house um, and placed. And she ended up 
keeping adopted me. Right. Yeah. right. And then let me ask you this. Did you ever understand why? Because she had a home that she was taking kids in. Yes. Why did she take you? And why did she put the name in uh, the house in your name? There was something special about you. She loved me. She, she took, when she took me in, she took me in as flesh and blood. Yeah. I always thought she was my real mother until my uh, 13th birthday. Okay. Mm. Okay. And my, I don't even like calling her my mother, but I call her Norma Jean. Right. My 13th birthday, Norma Jean and, and my brother, Lavertis, showed up to the door. And I was in the room, you know, in my room, chilling. You have any idea this was going to happen? Not at all. Wow. And... And see, they always knew where I was because when you're placed in a temporary home, they have to notify the biological parents so right. they know where their child is. Right. right. So right. my 13th birthday, they showed up and Miss Price came in the room and said, I want you to come in the living room. I want you to meet somebody. And I'm like, meet somebody. I go in the living room and she said, this is your mother and this is your brother. Like, my mother, like, you my mother, what you mean? Mm-hmm. Fuck. This is, like, this is your real mother. You you know what I mean? I remember I used to have a social worker used to come to the house and everything. They never told me. Right. Mm-hmm. You know mm-hmm. what? None of that was. They never, they kept it from me. Mm-hmm. Right. And then she allowed me to go with them. You know, I went with them that day, um, met cousins, aunties, and stuff like that. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. When your biological mother shows up and this whole thing's unloaded on you at 13. I cry. And then they say, you're going to go with her for a minute and you're going to meet all these people you ain't never met before. You never met. What does it feel like for you as the, as the child? Um, and Ollie, Ollie was only with them that day too. Right. Mm-hmm. I, it felt odd because I don't know none of y'all. Yeah. That's a lot for a 13 year old kid to take in and get dropped on his lap. All of the, yeah. Right. In but, one day. Hey, by the way, come on over yeah, here. You can yeah. meet the whole family. And they still stayed in Compton on, on the east side of Compton. Okay. Right. They could have, they could have come over any other time and they didn't. It took you 13 years. Yeah. But they took my brother too. She went back and got him. Man. But never came back and got me. She did the steps, the process, got it together, went back to the courts. Okay, we're going to give you Lavertis back, but never came back and got me. And I thank God she didn't. Miss mm. right. Price adopted me. And I found out I had a little brother, little Willie. So as I got older, I used to go see my little brother. Right. He had nothing to do with none of this. None of it's his fault. So I tried to be in his life. Right. And... My, um, you know, I was making music. My music was out there. 95, I had an album came out, self-titled, um, Suicide, Final Exit. Um, my, my godfather was the great Leon Haywood, rest in peace. Yeah. And Lavertis used to tell my brother, he used to tell me like, oh, you wrong, man. You shouldn't say stuff like that in your music. You lying. You telling a story. Yeah. Telling a story, fool. We got took. What are you talking about? Mm-hmm. I'm speaking the real. Yeah. Like, and he used to tell my little brother, like, that ain't your brother. That ain't your brother. He he talk about our mom and he lying on our mom. And I remember I called him out one day in his neighborhood in front of all his homies. He didn't want to get out with me. Like, you're nothing to me. To me, we don't bleed the same blood. We just happen to, you know, Norma Jean just happened to have had both of us. I have no respect for you Man. for even telling my little brother that. And, mm-hmm. and it's crazy because eventually my little brother started feeding into that. 
So right now to this day, and I mean, I used to go take him shopping because they was, you know, she was still doing drugs. Right. Like years later, you still doing the same thing. And I remember her standing and I was 21 at this time. And I remember her standing on 133rd in Wilmington and telling me how she loved me and, oh, I love you. You mean, you don't even know me. Man. What, what kind of food do I like? Right. right What's right, my favorite right, color? Right. 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 You don't even right. know me how you love me. She's standing there crying. I have no remorse. Like In situations like that, it always seems to me that it's more about the other person and what they need than what it is about you. Exactly. I'm like, what? So, and then I found out, you know, I had a little sister, Lynette, and I had an auntie that stayed further down, and I used to, her name is Kat, and I used to always knock on her door. This is when I first met my real father. I used to knock on her door, and she would peek out the window, and I used to be like, Kat, I'm, I'm your nephew. Like, Frank is my dad. Mm. Your, brother is, uh, your brother is my dad. She, mm. For about three weeks, she would never answer, and I kept going over there bamming on the door to one day she opened it and I told her who I was and explained to her who I was and she took me on 118th in San Pedro where my real father was and my sister Lynette I met Lynette and I think Lynette was like 11 at the time damn I wanted to meet her Mm -hmm. she has nothing to do with nothing of what I went through. So right. I'll never hold it against them. Right. Ever. Right. So when I meet my father for the first time, <laughs> this weirdo, first thing this weirdo say, man, I'm 22. I'm heavy gang member. Like, I'll knock your head off. No second thought. In yeah. the streets, whatever. Pull your pants up. That's the first thing he and told he's still, you. And you still doing drugs and everything. Mm-hmm. I said, man, I will beat the brakes off you. Nigga, you don't even know me. Fuck you talking about pulling my pants up. You don't even know me, clown. I'm only over here to see Lynette. Have, don't even want to be over here dealing with you. And um, Norma Jean, she ended up dying. And then Frank, he ended up dying. And it was like, my auntie, they asked me to come to the funerals. And when I'm there, I really, I felt out of place. Because I'm like, I don't even know this person laying here. Right. Oh, man. I feel like I, I, feel like I showed up to the wrong funeral. Right. I made a mistake. Even, right. even with my pops, like, I stood outside. And I remember my auntie like, no, you shouldn't be that way. I'm like, don't tell me how to be. Because did it feel like to you that people didn't really understand what you went through and what is the experience for you? They, I really feel like they didn't understand. And, and it's like <laughs> the way I felt like. Everybody held grudges against me. Right. You were the you were the you you were the bad one. You did yeah, something wrong. I was the bad right. guy. You know what, man? I decided to be abandoned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no. I think about what you're saying because I. You th- got some stuff with that, right? You got something to speak on that, don't you? I mean, I have similar experiences, not sure. the same, but similar. Okay. But I don't want to make it about me because yeah, this is a yeah, powerful yeah, story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the thing of it is, is, um, I feel like society. It's too hard for people, even well-intentioned people, right? Yes. It's hard for them to accept that there's bad parents to the extent that they expect the child to be the forgiving one. Mm. And be gullible. And, and they expect the child to do the sacrifice and to go. Step up. Yes. Be the bigger person. Right. right. Yeah, right. be the right. bigger person. Because, Take responsibility for the whole thing. Right, because we've been conditioned for so long that you can't. That you can't do that. And moms, the yes. concept of yes. motherhood yes. in society is inviolable. You yes. should love your mama. 
Right. Right. And and no love is stronger than the mom's love. The mom's love is going to love you when society's thrown away the key. Hmm. But we know that there are times when that's not true. Facts. Not true. Mm-hmm. Not yeah. true at all. Mm-hmm. Man, I'm about to cry right and, now. And they looked mm-hmm. at me like I'm the bad guy. Right. Like, how? Like, and, did, and <laughs> did you feel a sense of internally, though, also at the same time of like, well, I do have to. Well, how did you deal with this? On the one hand, you had no hand in the band, any of that, right? Yes. On the other hand, there is at least even at the smallest margins, this biological piece is you. You wouldn't be in the world if Norma Jean didn't have you. you it's not a lot to say, but it is something. And did you feel, how did you deal with, okay, I am going to at least acknowledge the origins of my existence. Yes. Right? And show some kind of respect for that. Flip side is, I'm not buying into all the other stuff either to try to make everyone else feel better. Be honest with you, I had no respect. Miss Price is my mother. I feel like Miss Price is my biological mother. Sure. Who adopted me. Right. She loved me. Right. When she first got me, uh, I had eczema from my neck to my goddamn feet. 90% of my body was eczema. I remember Miss Price and them used to tie socks on my hands so I, uh, I couldn't scratch. Right. I used to scratch till I bleed. Yeah. You know what I mean? When I was little, I used to wonder my legs, my stomach, chest, neck, everything scabbed up. Like, I used to scratch till I just bleed, like blood running. Yeah. And I used to tie socks on my hand. Like, that's how she got me and she took care of me. Mm. And through that process of her taking care of me, that bond with me and her just, it grew stronger. Right. So when I did meet Norma Jean, it was like once I did go over there and meet Auntie, I'm your auntie. I was young and it was nothing I can do because I was young. And in my mind, I'm like, I'm ready to go. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready to go because everybody tried to give it. Oh, you know, you got to forgive her because she was on drugs. I I grew up in Compton. I know a lot. Not saying that's the only place people do drugs, but I know a lot of people that did drugs and took damn good care of their family. Right. Didn't abandon their kids. Right. They made sure their kids was good. Mm-hmm. First 15 come, their kids is good. Food in the refrigerator, roof over their head. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to take what I got left and I'm going to go do what I do. Mm-hmm. So there's no excuse for that. Right. Because she did drugs. I was born a crack baby. You mean to tell me you couldn't? I was born. I was in an in, in, infrared. You mean to tell me you couldn't stop doing drugs during pregnancy? Yeah. So you never cared about me anyway from mm-hmm. the gate. Mm-hmm. Like I was an accident. Mm-hmm. Right. So no respect, no remorse, Miss Price. And right now to this day, uh, my brother Lavertis. Um, I'm 53. Lavertis, I think he's like 56. I remember I was in... Um, in Lakewood one day at the mall, and I seen him in the mall, walk right past that dude like a stranger, like I don't even know him. Mm. And if you see us, we look just alike, like we could be twins. Mm. But he's like, he's older than me. I, I don't even know you. And then uh, little Willie, I love my little brother. I used to try to do everything in the world for him, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, go pick him up, bring him with me, you know? We Go do things, trying to be a big brother in his life. Dude turned on me. So I was like, okay, cool. I'll wash you off just like I did the rest, family. You, you're going to listen to him and believe what he's telling you, that I'm lying? So be it. 
And how did all of these experiences about, I mean, maybe somebody who understands, I'll be honest, man, I think you might have a better handle on true human bond. What does that mean really? Right? Not default shit that everybody, but yes. like all that, right? How does that play into then? And I don't even want you to approach it from the common angle. I just curious, honest to God. Yes. How did that inform your later relations, especially in the neighborhoods, right? And when you started to do whatever you wanted to do, how do you think all of those things went together or didn't or whatever? What's your perspective? Okay, when you say went together, what is what, what terminology are you stating when you say how did it all went together? I, what I'm asking you is the so-called original family stuff was okay. all confused. Yes. Then in the neighborhood, you started to create. That a, was family. Right. And, and, and of my life, I've created my family in the streets. You know, I didn't have a family. I didn't have flesh and blood. Miss Price, of course, that was my flesh and blood for sure. But I created family in the streets. So that's how I got my OGs is my big brothers. That's how I got a bunch of nephews and nieces, and little bros. And- Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. this is, I need to know this. <clears throat> You're saying that they showed up at the doorstep yes. at 13. Yes. You leading up to 13 and leading up to that experience... Were you already getting in trouble? Were you one type of person? I was already, I was always, always in trouble. Always in trouble. So it wasn't like that experience no. changed you and sent you yeah, on a different trajectory. I, I, I was always in trouble. You, okay, I was just one Before game. I met them, you know what I mean? Okay. Got you, got you. I remember me and my boy, uh, my boy uh, Antoine, man, I remember at 12 and shit, we used to break into school to smoke weed, you know? Okay. All right, all right, you would right. break into school to, to smoke, smoke weed. weed. I mean, because we was young. We didn't want to be, you know, out on the street and shit. So yeah. we're breaking the school and be right. in the cafeteria and shit getting high. I was, I, was, I was nine and uh, uh, they sh- uh, child services showed up to school and took mm. me and my older sister. Mm. And they separated us and we went into foster yes. care for, for an amount of time yes. until they were, we were released back to my mother. Yes. My father was no longer in the picture. Yes. But while when that happened, as I've done the inventory on my life, yes. up until nine, I wasn't getting in trouble. Understood. They weren't getting calls from school. There was a, but I remember when I came home from that experience, uh, everything changed. So yes. that's the only reason I was asking. Oh, no, you know, understood. I wanted to see kind of where it was at. But all right. Well, so, one thing I always, not to cut you off, no. and also, you know, since... Um, it did have an effect on me as far as my learning ability in school by me being uh, a drug baby. I've always had a learning disorder. So I was kept in the third grade two times because I had trouble keeping up with the class Man, what because kind of-, of my learning ability. And they used to always tell Miss Price, um, we think you should just put him on like SSI for the rest of his life because... He's not going to ever be able to amount to nothing. And I remember, you know, her coming to the school, having a meeting when I was in the fifth grade and them telling her that. And, man, I remember I, you know, I break down, you know, break down in tears because it really used to tear me up and terrify me. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm not going to have a life. It's already, you know, um, I'm already like, wow, just blown away. Like, I want to learn. But when it comes to 
math, spelling, or anything like that. I, I just couldn't keep up with the class, so mm-hmm. they would always put me in special ed classes. Right. And I used to get into fights because, you know, cats used to laugh, so I would beat them up. Yeah. Right. You know? And, and I knew one thing for sure that I would prove them wrong. And knock on wood, standing here in 2022 at 53 years old, I own several entities, record labels. I learned more out of school than school ever taught me. You know what what your story there reminds me of is Les Brown. Because Les Brown's this motivational speaker and he had a learning disability and they were holding him back. And he was in a special education class in I think either elementary middle school it doesn't matter the teacher said I want you to go up and write XYZ on the board blah 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 and Les Brown said and this and this Les Brown said was a turning point of his life he said I can't and she said why not he said because I'm uh, I'm educationally retarded that was something Mm. that was told to him yes and that teacher told him pulled him aside and said don't you ever say that about yourself ever again ever and yeah he had to work a little extra hard and now he owns several entities i mean you know, he's Les brown in the elementary junior high school right high school you know in 10th grade i was like you know what i'm, I'm good on school right that was it right can you can you um I want to. I want to get on track with. Uh, take us to. Can you take us to kind of the the situation that happened when you got to the point where you felt like you no longer oh, yeah. wanted to Most be definite. here. Most um, definitely. Pillar to post, sleeping wherever I could, living in the rain. Mm. Um, Christmas had just passed. Damn. And you know, I'm seeing all the homies, families like. Holidays always got me. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Family. And I'm like, I don't have that. That's missing from my life. December the 31st, 1991. I remember getting up. And two days before that, you know, I I was thinking about suicide. And who I was in the neighborhood and how respected I was from young cats to old heads. I felt too embarrassed to come talk to somebody. Right. And tell them how I felt. Mm -hmm. I really felt like, you know, disembarrassed. Mm -hmm. So December the 31st, 1991, I felt like I was taking up space and I came to the point of what is my purpose? Mm -hmm. I had no reason. And, man, I picked the gun up and put it to my head, clicked it back and let it go. How fast was the time that you made that decision and picked the gun? Just like that. Wow. And then... You wake uh, it up? was like a couple of the, uh, it was at one of the homies houses too. And I remember his mom yelling, what was that? And I fell. I remember falling and they was like, side, side, get up, side, side, side. And I remember it got like bright, like unbearable, like, like that, you, like police light bright when they on you with yeah. the car light. Yeah. And then it got dark. And then it got semi-light start coming to. And I start opening my eyes and my vision was like beyond blurry. Yeah. And as my eyes open up and light just like this over me, I realized like I was in the hospital. And then I started seeing people scrabbling around the room, like doing procedures on me. Yeah. Like, wow. 
Frankenstein, like he's trying alive. to save your life. How long after the incident? I was in a coma for three days. Three days, but like from a from your per- perspective, it mm-hmm. seemed like you heard the thing, sigh, 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 and then at the the light, and then you woke up and you were in the hospital. Yes. Did you have any out of body experiences? No, I I felt more. I felt more of a failure than anything because I'm like, damn, my life is really fucked up. I couldn't even kill myself. Man. Damn. Right. And when I got out the hospital, I was still homeless. Mm. I was still living in the same situation, pillow to post, sleeping here, sleeping (laughs) there. And one day I said to myself, like, this not me. You know, I even had a daughter at the time, my daughter Destiny, but me and her mother had separated. And she used to be like, oh, I ain't finna let her come see you. Where, where you going? Where's she going to go? Sleep in a cardboard box with you? Oh. And, and, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. You know, that used to really get to me. Because sure. when I was on my feet, you know what I mean? I, I was the best thing going. Right. And, and, and my life took a turn because I had got raided and lost everything. And, and it's a trip, too, man, because you could be up on your feet looking out for the world. But the minute you fall, everybody turn their head in the other direction. Yeah. Like you never done nothing for them. Right. So I I made up my mind and I said, man, I got to really, I got to, I got to get my life together. I got to do this for me. I can't do it for nobody. Right, right, right. I got to do this for me. Right. Yep. And a buddy of mine's named Lee, you know, he used to do beats. So I would go to Lee house, big bandage on my head and everything. We had the four track in the garage and I would start writing to beats that he had you know i didn't even then i i wasn't the greatest speller in the world right but i would write it down and i knew what it was exactly if it wasn't spelled right i knew what the word was exactly and in 93 we went to uh leon haywood's studio of crenshaw and rodeo right there and he put me in the studio started working on the album we put the maxi single out in 93 and 95. We put out my album. That album took off all across the world. And since then, I've had a name in music, uh, have paved the way for many others, and I continue to. And that's what I love to do, man. I love to embrace people. I love to help people. I want to see people win. I don't want to see nobody go through a struggle. You know, even homeless people now, man, I, I see them at the stores or wherever. I go in my pocket. I bless them. I'm not the one that's going to take my phone out and showcase right, it on right. social media. That, that's embarrassing. They they already in a situation that they're in. Like, you really feel like a, 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 a bigger man. You really feel um, special because you just gave somebody some money. Now you want to show social media. Mm-hmm. Like, come on. I, I don't do that. And, mm. and I go in my pocket, family, no exaggeration. Sometimes I give them 50, 100, 20, whatever I got at the time is what I do. And they be blown away like, man, you notice $100? That's why I gave it to you. And I'm not finna front, put nobody, like I say, on, on social media. I don't do that, loved one. I give from here. If you don't give from here, then don't give. Straight right. out. Right. Real. Let me ask you this. In what you experienced on the streets Mm -hmm. and what you learned about yourself, what skills or values or principles 
that you think are applicable for young people who might be listening right now? And I'm, I, I mean, just what you actually went through that you say, this is what carries you through. This is what I learned about X. What are some of those things? This right here, and I, I thoroughly mean this from the heart. This is one thing that I did learn, and I, I say this to everybody that's out there listening. There is nothing, and don't let this go over your head, there is nothing, and I definitely mean nothing in this world, that you can ever go through in life. No matter how bad your life is right now, or whatever you're experiencing, whether you separated from your girlfriend, or, or things is just not going how you expect it, you lost your job, you out of work, no matter the scenario, no matter the situation, Please hear me and listen, please. There's nothing that can ever go on in your life that'll make you want to take your life. And I mean that. I have no regrets in life because what I went through made me who I am today. And I know God sent me back here for a purpose. And my purpose is to be a part of the face of never give up. And I'm living proof life gets better. Mm. And this is a quote that you can live by. And I mean this from the heart, and you could quote this. Not all the hospitals have patients. Remember that. Mm. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> I mean. I, I got to tell you, man, like, when, when you say this wasn't me and I needed to get back on my feet. Now, you know, we don't have time to go into all the struggles, but there were still hurdles, right? Yeah. There were still things. You said something really important, though, man. Like, came out of your mouth. It was like, at that stage in the game, it had changed the playing field because you said that this had to be for me now. Like, you had to do it. Yes. And I, I feel like even through my own trials and tribulations, when I tried to do something with somebody else in mind or do it for a cause or a person, like it was short-lived, it ain't going to last. It ain't going to stay. And I, I feel like nobody does anything in life until it's for them. Facts. But you want to know why mm. it didn't last? And I've learned this over the years mm. from being um, fucked over from having a good heart because Miss Price taught me to have a good heart. You lived a life like I live, loved one. We've been helping the wrong people for many years. Mm. When you know you're helping the right person, you're going to see the realness. I'm sitting next to one right now, my nephew, Dre Hill. This dude is authentic, straight out. I, I ride and die for this dude. Yeah. I, well, you, you'll recognize real, but in order to see the green of the grass, you got to pick through the weeds. Yeah. Ah, I like that. Man. Yeah. These guys so, dropping gems yeah, every he fucking thing he Tell says. us. So bring us up to speed right now. Yes. Your artist. What's going on right now today? Right now, On Track Music, mm -hmm. my record label. On uh, Track? On Track. Okay. Uh, O-N-T-R-A-C, Space mm -hmm. Music. Okay. Uh, my son, Little Side. Yeah. Yeah. My nephew, Dre Hill. Yeah. My little bro, IMB Izzy. Then we got the producers, um, Glide, Johnny Cash, um, Nada, Triples, like KO is the A&R. Um, That's your whole camp yeah. right there. And everybody a part of it is 
so solid, man. And my bro, Epidemic, who does the mixing and the artwork. Like, one thing I know for sure, I've tried to help artists many a times, invested money many a times in artists. Over the years, I've never felt this good about what I'm doing than how I feel now. I, I know it's authentic. And I know Miss Price is looking down at me smiling. Like, yeah. My son finally got what he wanted. And that's all I ever wanted was to have some artists that I could show them the right way so they don't have to go through the struggle and, and, and all the mishaps and the, the roughness in the roads that I went through. Blood, sweat, and tears. Yeah. If I can show you how to avoid that and you're willing to listen, we, gonna, we got it. And I got that right now. Dre Hill. Talk to us, man. What's going? What's coming up for right. you, man? Tell us. Yeah, we want to uh, give us a good, quick update. Uh, it's been a whole year since I dropped. I just dropped. Uh, well, almost a, about a week ago, July 29th, I just dropped a four song. You was with me waiting to drop. Yeah, mm-hmm. but, uh, <laughs> up until I got with him, uh, OG just started managing me. How long ago? Um, Four or five months ago, and okay. he dropped just recently. Yeah, we've been That's locked how fast in tight. Yeah, focus. He's seen he seen my potential and he's seen what I'm capable of. And let me get in there and you know talk my talk, do what I can do. And he is supporting what I can. You feel me? Bring to the table, and so now we get into it. Yeah. And, what's, and where do they go to hear your yeah. track? What's the heater? What's the one that's gonna knock them out the box? Ocean Eyes. I dropped a, a four song EP called Ocean Eyes, but there's a song called Ocean Eyes on there, and that is banging. That's like what built the EP is that right there. And I was like, I gotta, I gotta make some sounded like that some more. And so let right. me get, let me show them what I could do, you know? Because originally I started off with some, oh, let me make something that's hard. You feel me? Like let me had him, uh, mm-hmm. but. Expressing my heart is what where it's at right now. Yeah, know? yeah. yeah. The they want to hear fuck that. With. Yeah. All right. So Ocean Eyes, Dre Hill. Oh yeah. And why do they follow you and find you? Dre, it's Dre Hill on Instagram. It's uh, Dre Hill I-T-S-D-R-E-H-I-L-L. on Instagram. D R E H I L L. It's Dre Hill. Let's on give him a follow, you guys. TikTok, follow him. Instagram, and yeah. Then, um, any uh, streaming platforms is just Dre Hill. Right. Heck yeah, we're going crazy. We got more music coming soon, too. Awesome. Okay, okay. Yeah. OG Suicide. And videos. And videos. Yeah, videos. OG Suicide, when is your autobiography coming uh-huh. out? <laughs> Come on. I, I'm working on it. Come on. Um, right now, I'm doing like a documentary series to build up. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm writing a book about my life that's eventually going to become a movie. But I would prefer to do a series of my life to give chapters. Mm-hmm. You know, of it, course. It, it'll be a, a, a um, more of a um, a movie book, right? Docudrama type, yeah, thing. yeah, yeah, because yeah, 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 yeah. there's no way you could tell all of that in 180 it, minutes. It, you really can't, right. you know. And right. and I want to I want to tell it from the beginning to current. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody that been in my life that's no longer in my life. Right, man. I'm gonna tell you, as that project comes together, you need to keep us posted. Yeah. Mandatory. And and OG suicide, <laughs> and and this goes for you too, Dre. Uh, you know, man, keep us posted. Okay. On the music, if we got a post and story, we'll help promote it on our platform. You got when you're ready to drop something new. I want you to come back over to our platform. I got something man. just recently dropped on come my birthday, on, July the 30th, called "Keep It Solid," featuring my little bro. I am be Izzy and keep it solid. Is like we don't have that no more. Loyalty seemed like it don't exist no more. No, like, it's gone. Like the eighties yeah, yeah, and the nineties. Yeah, yeah, oh, it yeah, evaporated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? and, and respect. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. they shredded yeah. that, repackaged you it, know, and sold it. A lot of young cats, they don't show the respect like they used to. There's still some that do. Yeah, yeah. there's still but, some. But one thing about me, loved one, if, if, if you don't show respect, I'm going to take it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Straight out. Straight yeah. out. I ain't going to be disrespected by no one. Yeah. So right. I, I'm right. cool, easy to get along with. But when you cross that line, like. <laughs> That's like old blue eyes. I give everybody, I give the, everybody the opportunity. I give everybody yes. the benefit of the doubt. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Always. Everybody. From the gate. And I'm going to treat you the way you treat me. Straight you up. You know what I'm saying? So, but listen, man. I got a shirt line that says, uh, my energy is vice versa. Yeah. There you go. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Two-way street, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. And the album be out in September, um, The Indomitable, OG Suicide, The Indomitable. Indomitable. It's going to be out in the word September? Be, yeah. So Indomitable we, means can't be removed, can't be destroyed, can't be killed, can't be conquered. Well, you're definitely proof of that. <laughs> hey, OG, you want to come, come on when you're getting Anytime. ready to drop that? Anytime. Yeah. Come back on, man. Anytime. Right. You got me. We All right then. We're gonna do this, man. So, OG Suicide, give him, give him, uh, give him uh, your IG one more time and your label on how to find you. Okay, definitely, man. You can uh, find me on IG, and that's O G C U I C I D E, and the team is in my profile. All their ads is in my profile. The team is in my profile. You can follow the team, but definitely. Um, I appreciate this opportunity, loved one. We appreciate you coming on. Yeah. You know, because it's yeah. very important, man, to to let people know that they're not alone. That Absolutely. That they're not by themselves. And whatever they're going through, they're going to get through it. And one thing I always do, no matter where I go and get interviewed, loved one, every day um, I receive on the average of 10 to 15 to 20 phone calls or 50 to 60 inboxes on IG of people that's going through something in life. Right. Whether it's they feel like uh, committing suicide. Right. Or, or uh, whatever the problem is. And one thing I always do, and I tell everybody, never hesitate. If you feel like there's something going on in your life and you don't have anybody to talk to, my personal number that I've been had for 17 years is 310-938-9376. 310 310- Nine three eight nine three seven six. Give me a call. Never feel like you don't want to be a burden or anything like that. Never hesitate because if you're going through something, I just want you to know. Let's go through it together, and I can help you get through it. Be careful, because old blue eyes just wrote that number down. You're gonna be getting a lot of calls it's from this good. guy right here. All good. <laughs> good <laughs> stuff. We man. can talk before I leave. <laughs> Those are probably probably the main reason you're here, man, is to help yeah. people like that, man. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. I love yeah. to. I love to. Good stuff. Uh, Dre Hill, thank you for coming on, bro. Yeah, thank right? you. I appreciate that for real. Yeah, yeah, man. Hard luck yeah. show behind you, man. Let's, Let's yeah. do this. Let's keep on building. Let's go. Thank you for having us on the show. My guy's over Kristen. there. Oscar. Oscar, Oscar, Oscar and Christian. Boy, Thank Oscar. Look at Oscar's huh? eyes. Yeah, <laughs> look at those good. eyes. Thanks bro. for coming down representing hey, Oscar, cookies. do you know where you're Oscar. at right now? <laughs> hey, when's your autobiography coming out, Oscar? <laughs> yeah? Okay. Oh, that's he, working on it. Yeah. he working on it. He working on it. A big shout out. Um, thanks again, OG Suicide, for coming Any, down. That was it. Yeah, A big you. shout out right now. www.supermaxhardware.com. Check mm. this out. We just dropped mm. Summer Capsule. Pick up some teas, some mm. tanks, and some hats. 
cookiessf.com. Go get some hot gear at cookiessf, at cookies Los Angeles, or at cookies clothing LA. Peep us out. Vibes, rolling papers at Vibes and at Candle Buds. Go peep those guys out. And I want to say thank you to everybody today, the city of Los Angeles and Compton, California. Right. And I want to give a big shout out to Ovando Bowen LLP. We wear braids to court. Let the tomahawks fly. The best legal representation money, money can buy. buy. Shout out to my bro, man, the native. Yeah. Sean at <laughs> movemento.media for all your audio and podcasting needs. And don't forget www.hardluckshow.com. Right. And, and hls.gumroad.com for. For I everything. Mean, come on, bro. LA Crown Mixtape. Do I got to break it down? Yes, you do. Proto episodes. It's called Marketing, fool. Yeah. All right. Uh, LA Crown Mixtape, Proto Episodes, Art of War as read by Big Lux. And there's a free pack of music episodes for you to just go down there and check it out. It's, yeah. it's extra episodes. Yeah. Stuff you can't get on the official. That's right. the under, under for our yes. play. Get on it, you guys. Get and like we it. do about this time, adios, amigos from the Hard Luck Show. We out. Peace. Hey, I'm like a magician. Go, man, let me go, yo. My cousin <laughs> is the best and loves cornhole. Ooh. Nice. <laughs> that ain't good. No. <laughs> confusion. Confusion. Confusion.